0: So before we do the Black History moment, uh, kind of seeing this elsewhere, wanted to have the conversation with you all, and I think this is going to get spirited. The great, late Jim Brown. Uh, yesterday's Black History moment was about Jackie Robinson, and we talked about how Jackie Robinson, Jersey, is retired across Major League Baseball. Should the same thing be the case for Jim Brown? So um,
1: just for some background, there is, the NFL is the only sport of the big four that does not have a number retired across the league. Obviously, baseball has Jackie Robinson, 42. Hockey has Wayne Gretzky, 99. And the, and basketball has Bill Russell, which just recently happened. I think it was last this, was it this year. No, last year. Or last this year, year or last year? Number six. The NFL does not have that number. Uh, I'll start with you, Mike.
2: Should they retire Jim Brown's number? So, when Earl sent the question, yeah, I had never really thought of this before. I never thought yeah. NFL – Jersey retirements, I think, are cool, but the big picture, I yeah. hadn't really ever put thought to it. So, you go back, and you know Jim Brown is a football player, obviously one of, if not the greatest running backs to ever live, an all-time great player on the field, did things that no one else at that era was doing. Yeah. His bio, his stats speak for themselves. But to be in the class, to have your jersey retired across the league – I think, and I wanna phrase this correctly, I think you have to have a pristine overall resume and there can't be black marks of any kind to have someone be like, that guy shouldn't be represented across the entire league. And when you look at Jim Brown's personal history, he has quite a few run-ins with the law and I know some of the charges were dropped, dismissed, but he certainly has a checkered past. And at the end of the day, I was going through some of the charges that he was charged with, not all convicted, but he was charged of murder at least once and maybe twice depending on how you perceive a certain charge in 1885. Did you or say 1987, sorry. <laughs> or 1978, excuse me. Yeah. I, have all, I have all these written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think with his checkered past, I don't think he could be a guy the entire league honors to the same capacity, Bill Russell, Jackie Robinson, and Wayne Gretzky are. It's not because of the player; it's yeah. because of his off the field runnings with Elijah. I just don't think you could have. I think it's right how the Browns have his drummer retired. Yeah. But league wide, I just don't think you could be have that kind of past off the field mm-hmm. and have it be something that the entire league honors. Yeah. Moving forward. Go ahead. Jake. I think fair I, or not. I, I just have I think um,
3: like like many um, there's there's a checkered pass, right? Now I always go to this and, and I always give people that the way you perceive things, right? People talk about Michael Jordan being a great leader. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go back and you look at it and be like, well, it was how good it was the leader. He had let Dennis Rodman go to Vegas mm-hmm. and told Phil Jackson. He was going to do it. He didn't back Scotty Pippen, who was the second best player in the contract. dispute. he like, he was notorious for fighting with Steve Kerr, like, and Steve Kerr was the nicest dude in the world. Like he talking about his like he was flawed too. Yeah. He, so he's a flawed guy. Like, but Michael Jordan's impact on the game,
1: it, it will. But his number's not retired. It's of not retired. It, I, yeah.
3: I think eventually it will get there. I think that's a that's the thing that'll happen. Yeah. Um. Just like I, you know, I can look at uh, you know, George Washington, right. And i could say well george washington owned slaves but george washington was the father of this country he helped put in the declaration of independence he helped it with the constitution his impact can't be quantified based on just one or two things you got to take the totality so to say like if i say, all right well we got to get rid of george washington people will say well you really can't do that you can't tell the history of america without george washington i don't think you could take you can't listen and, and say the story of the nfl without jim brown yes he had a checker pass but he also did some very good things and was one of the first people to to be with bill russell and, and muhammad ali and the civil rights and pushing for the poor people and 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 his america program and, and developing and redeveloping um some of you know the black men in the young neighborhoods that they don't get into some of the same things that he did Right. So I think, you know, if you say NFL is synonymous with a couple people, and that's why I, you know, love love football pride in, in Ohio. You got Mary Motley, you got Paul Brown, you got Jim Brown. You can't you can't tell the story of the NFL without those guys. So yes, I do think they should retire his jersey, um but I also think that they should bring to light some of his mistakes as well as some of his great things that he's done. I think it's it, everyone, everyone has a past. And I, I think it's all about how you share in the lesson you get from it.
1: By the way, speaking of former presidents, uh, no, I'm not talking about Trump. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, it, there's a clip from a few years ago of Chris Mad Dog Russo, who now is on my nerves most of the time. Mm-hmm. And Chris Christie, who I'm not a giant fan of, but at least he's keeping it real now of the two of them debating the top 10 presidents of all time from a few years ago, it's hilarious. They're talking about it like they're players, like they're baseball <laughs> players. Yeah, right. It's really funny. Number two on presidents, my one of my all-time favorite presidents who gets no recognition is John Adams, the second president of the United States, and he did not have any slaves. Right. He did not believe in slavery. He was anti-slavery, and in fact, John Adams wanted language in the Constitution to abolish slavery. Mm-hmm. And because there were so many Southerners, they they weren't going to be able to get the Constitution passed if it was in there. But he was really wanted know to. But anyway, just yeah. so some no, information no, on John Adams. Yeah. He also, by the way, did you know that John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the U.S., both died the exact same day? Did not know that. Exact no same idea. day. Now to to circle back now to Jim Brown. Jim Brown is a complicated question. Yeah. Yeah. it's very complicated. He is the ultimate mixed bag okay So the there's a lot of good with Jim Brown mm-hmm. and there's some bad with Jim Brown mm-hmm. now he was the facts are he was never convicted of a serious crime he was never convicted of a felony that's a fact Was he accused was he arrested? yes was he uh you know arrested with you know while being with women that like did it happen it's not like all these things he got arrested you know months later or whatever it was yeah. in the so I it's too many years ago for me to know what really happened then you know we weren't doing sports talk when Jim Brown was getting arrested so I don't know so that that is a part of the picture mm-hmm. and that makes me hesitant a little bit. my first reaction though actually was no. Yeah. At first, right. and not even because of that, even though that factored in a little. It was because my first reaction, because I didn't remember that Bill Russell and Wayne Gretzky had had their numbers retired. And my re, my initial reaction was that Jackie Robinson was the only player in sports that had his number retired. I didn't remember the other two. I knew Russell. Actually, to me, I, didn't, I didn't know Gretzky. At, yeah, I didn't I didn't either. And But I looked it up once I saw that text from Earl. And uh, to me, Jackie Robinson is in a, in a group, not a group. He's in a, he's by himself.
2: He's the Patrick Mahomes of QB tears. One of one,
1: right? He's one of one because the color barrier was broken in baseball before it was broken in football and basketball and hockey. And while Larry Doby broke the color barrier in the American league and should get more recognition, it, it was, he still had the lead in from Jackie Robinson. What all the players, in the fifty, uh, in, in the forties, and eventually the fifties, <coughs> what all the black players had to go through in those days was awful. But it was all for all of that. I, I shouldn't say this. I don't know this definitively, but the fact that Jackie Robinson went through it first at least gave those other guys somewhat of a playbook. He was the first. Yeah, the first is always the hardest. And so in my mind, Jackie's numbers retired. That should be the only number retired in sports. But Wayne Gretzky, was, his number was retired because he's the greatest hockey player of all time. Bill Russell's number was retired partly because he was one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And also because he was a major civil rights advocate. Mm-hmm. And while he was not obviously not the first black player in basketball, he was the first super famous yeah. black player in basketball. What he had to endure as a player was awful, and what he was as both a human being and a person was, uh, as and as a player was fantastic. And so, when I look at Jim Brown, I'm like, well, Jim Brown is, is the is kind of the in a way the Bill Russell of football. He wasn't the first black player in the NFL, but he's the most famous first black player in the NFL and the one of the first black players to
3: speak openly. You could watch race. You could talk. He, he, he debated the governor, I believe of, of it was either Georgia, Mississippi, or Alabama, debated them on live television. And I went back and I was astounded at how intelligent he was and showed so much poise, right? Even when this guy was sitting up here saying the craziest racist right,
1: right, in the right. world. But, exactly. he, but he was highly intelligent, so, he's acting. So in the end, I would say yes, not that he's without flaws. Listen, Martin Luther King is considered the greatest civil rights leader in the history of the world. Or yeah. certainly the history of America, I don't, you know, although the world as well. And he wasn't without flaws. There's a lot of great people in this history of this country that did some not great things. But sometimes, I don't even want to say overlook. Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm going to honor this guy. and love everything about him, but I'm going to honor this guy. So in the end, I'm a yes on, Jim, on retiring 32 for Jim Brown. Uh, go ahead, Earl.
0: Uh, so just a couple things. I want to make sure that I'm careful with what I say and how we have this conversation. I do think this is a great spirited conversation, but I want to give proper credit to Creative Juice because he had a comment that's about to spark what I'm about to say. We're talking about some of the allegations against Jim Brown, right? Now, I'm not saying if all of them are true or not, but we do know that this man played a significant role in the civil rights movement, Mm -hmm. right? He was a civil rights activist. Bull, you're a fan of the show Godfather of Harlem. And I remember a couple seasons ago when Malcolm X's uh, wife, Betty, got the letter about mm-hmm. Malcolm sleeping with Elise. And he says, they were, sometimes they will tell lies on me just to discredit me. Is there any chance that some of these things that he had alleged to be done can be in the same light because of course, he, he was
1: so vocal of, of course, at that time? A 100% true. I mean, listen, I'm not the authority, of course, on the black experience <laughs> of the 1940s and 1950s. fifties. I'm Really? Not the authority authority on the black experience of 2024 but it's obvious that in those times black Americans especially those who are vocal for civil rights were railroaded now does that mean Jim Brown is completely innocent no I have no idea it's so long ago I don't think any of us know which is why I ultimately and in the end with a racist clearly at that time a racist court system Jim Brown still was never convicted of yeah. a serious crime, of a violent crime. So, I'm going to go with that and say, I don't know what happened, so I'm retiring the number. I think sometimes, the, you know, this is why
3: I have a, a very, uh, I have a passion for history. I think some people, um, that's why when people say, get rid of this book and get rid of this book, I kind of shudder because I'm like, if, if I'm a black person and I can understand that, yes... Uh, you know uh you know washington and jefferson had slaves um some of them fathered multiple children uh in the case of jefferson if i can understand that yes that was a i think a crime against humanity i also can can say without those people i would be sitting where i am today so you you kind of have to you know you have to look at certain things and then i always look at it this way too they, they if you do some things in in your your past how have you changed as a man right i'm sure jim brown in his in his conversations with the youth he tells them like look i i did some things that hey i'm not very proud of but it's all about turning a new leaf and, and being about what you are today and i think in america that's the best thing about america is like you can have redemption like there's no such thing I, michael vick had redemption there's People in our country that, that have gone to jail, paid their debt to society, came out and did great things. So that's I think uh, I think that's one of the situations. That, all right. That so G, what get. you
0: just said, I'm speaking directly to you, right? You a spiritual brother? That's called like being a disciple, right? That's what he was because like my grandmother used to teach me all the time, like all of God's disciples was gangsters. It was not <laughs> in the church. Meaning, you got to go through some stuff. You actually got to be out here in the trenches making mistakes, trial and error, in order to go back and teach and educate. If you've never done anything wrong, if you've never been in no hard spot, how in the hell can you go to somebody else and try to tell them, hey, this is what you shouldn't do if X, Y, and Z occur? I think a lot of times, and when I'm on a set, you know, I speak to this point all the time, we forget that athletes are humans. And it pisses me off when somebody puts this unrealistic expectation that, they are role models. 99% of the people don't know these people personally. And I just feel like we all got flaws. You get pissed off that people are role models? They
1: call them role models? Yeah, because... Well, they are role models. That doesn't mean they're perfect.
0: Role model, you know, mo- nope, everybody's but, flawed But here's why. Let me yeah. tell you why. And I talked about this on my first yeah. ever, ever episode. We all got our own opinion. We all grew up different ways. I was raised on how can somebody be your role model that you've never met one-on-one, that you've never had a personal conversation with, that never taught you anything. I tell people all the time, my father was my role model. I don't need Brett Favre, Steve McNair, Deion Sanders to be my role model. I just think that often, man, we forget we are all humans. All of us are flawed, all of us has made mistakes, and I get it, the perception, public perception is, is different. And it all depends, like, some of us are spiritual, some of us are not, right? And so it depends on how you was raised and how you was brought up will always determine how you go about these things. The things that he was accused of, like depending on what you believe, there's no, there is no difference between him being accused of assault than me and you going into a corner store and stealing some candy. Because once you get to the higher powers door, we're going to be judged the same way. Well, I, I don't, I'm not a religious person. That's why I said some of us are, I, some of us not. So well, this conversation is I helping. I mean,
1: Robbing a grocery store and beating up a woman,
0: if if that's
1: what happened, is not the same thing. I don't look I at it that I think G way. know where I was going with I that. I don't think most people I, look I, at it I, that I, way. but I think
3: it, I, I kind of even look at it, and I try to look at it from a, a standpoint of even what Mc, McNugget said. Like, I think once you signal people out and once you, you say that's the example of what you got to do to get, like, your number retired, I think you, you know, some people are a little... Uh, at arm's length because of the fact of you know you don't want when you when you do that you promoting at you on Mount Rushmore you promoting everything that it was about the whole the whole book and you're, everything. There, you're there forever too you are there forever right. so it's not like they can take it off or take it back so people are like okay well let me really think about this and right. I think there's a reason why the NFL thinks about things like that like Sure. The, the NFL came out and made a stance about Colin Kaepernick back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then they had to come back and retract it after George Floyd happened and was like, you know what, that was – we kind of – we should have probably thought about this a little better. And I think the NFL, more than any other group of people, um, the NFL is the most popular league. Um, the MLB has made different different political moves or moves with steroids or keeping people out the Hall of Fame. I just think the NFL is like, all right, well – if we ain't got to step in it, we ain't going to step in it. Yeah. They like and to avoid that. They, well, they, they would not. like to avoid and that. At the end
2: yeah. of the day, real quick, I think Bull kind of said a bet. Jim Brown might be in all sports, not just football, like the ultimate mixed bag of what you want to pick and choose yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. highlight sure. because he has the highest of highs on the field. As a civil rights activist, yeah. the summit here in Cleveland, I mean mm-hmm. the iconic picture yeah. with Jim Brown and Muhammad Ali, like right. down the street. Mm-hmm. And Tremendous we do know and,
1: and none of us know the truth about the and, and, off the field. And stuff. exactly and then he We don't know a, what's real what's true, what's not.
2: You and know? you could read it, I was reading an article this morning when yeah. I was looking this up and for one to twelve different reasons, charges were dropped, juries yeah. acquitted him, he wasn't ever, like you said, ever convicted. But then yeah. you read some of the police reports and it's like Right. That that's open but, job, but then he wasn't convicted, but, so But, who, but then, who then the again hell, I, But so say like, who the hell knows it what doesn't to believe. mean this
1: is the case, but I could argue that a police officer <laughs> certainly in, in 1950, whatever, or yep. 1960. How do no, I know he was being honest No, no, in the that's my report? point.
2: I have no clue. I don't what know he's not I being have,
1: honest, but I don't know that he is it, it, I have
2: no clue what to believe. It, but I'll, which I'll is say this my, one more thing on this.
1: I, if you don't look to anybody famous as a role model, that's fine, Earl. I get, and that's cool. If your dad's your only role model, I got no beef with that. But I don't think it's fair to say nobody should look at at, at famous people as a role model because a lot of people do, and a lot of kids look up to athletes and i don't think there's anything wrong with that i i think if you if you as an adult expect an athlete to live to a higher standard than yourself that's unfair but i don't think there's anything wrong with like when i was a kid i looked up to guys in the radio business as sports radio was just starting when i was like a teenager because I wanted to do what they did, my dad didn't do that, and so I looked up to them. So they were a role model. I didn't have higher standards for them as a human being, so I think you could separate that. You know, like I
3: just I think I think it's 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 a it, it's it's a thing that it just comes with the territory. Yeah, like it's like when you are a public figure, there are going to be people who don't have an infrastructure, who don't have a solid family foundation and they will emulate the things you do and want to do things that you want to do. I think that's just a, it's just part of the game. Like it just comes with being a public figure. Now, like you said, it's different if you're a grown person. Now, as you get grown and you get older and you figure things out, like you, you, you should, you should be like, hey, it's okay. You tell your son, hey, you can admire his skills on the floor, right? But there are certain things that I, he, you shouldn't do when you become That's older. Right. Yes. That that he did. And we saw That's an All Star
2: right. weekend like Sabrina Ionescu shooting against Steph Curry and Caitlin Clark doing what she's doing. They're they're role models for million thousands 100%. of little girls across the By the, the way, country.
1: that was that Steph Curry. The best part of All Star weekend. Part of yeah. All-Star
2: weekend. And I
1: think Kenny Smith is totally wrong saying she should have shot from the women's line. <laughs> yeah. I love that she shot well, from the yeah. men's we line.
2: We talked about that. And, now, about and it, she, yeah. by the way, she lost by one shot. It's she two. finished tied with Dame Lillard yeah. and Kat with the second highest score in the yeah. entire so contest. It wasn't like, if he had crushed her, then I could understand him maybe
1: saying Kenny, that. Kenny but,
2: Smith, to steal one of your terms?
1: Yeah. Out of pocket. Yeah, he was. Uh, and pocket. he said she I don't have... think he had bad intent. I think people are accusing him of being like sexist. I don't think he was being sexist. I just think he's wrong. Yeah, I, I, she wanted to beat him. I think both. playing the same
0: rules. I and I get both. that. Yeah, like, like look, I got a problem with that. Yeah, I've
3: got
1: a problem with her. using was in women's basketball, like you know what I mean? Oh, like did she use a women's basketball?
0: She like, used the women's basketball, yeah, but
2: so, because she was a practice with it, yeah, we don't. True. We don't have to get back. Yeah, to the yeah, United yeah. But that's
1: true. But I would have no problem with her uh, going further back. It was even um, cooler.
2: The fact she got a twenty-six from the men's line. It's
1: crazy. Even more impressive. is
2: impressive.
0: All right, good stuff. What do we got next, Earl? All right, before we move on, that was a great conversation, man. Don't forget to catch the all the of the uh ultimate clothes on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show YouTube page, the Ultimate 216 show, Ultimate Cavs, Ultimate Brown show, and very soon the Ultimate Guardian show, as they'll be uh they'll be getting started here in a couple weeks. I seen this online and I thought this was pretty cool. Who is your biggest, imagine if they stayed athlete in the city of Cleveland? Amongst all three sports. Who is this Dylan Powell, by the way? I don't know. I like the question. He's but just, I don't a, know. just a guy. I mean, just 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 he's got 60,000 followers. And this followers, was sparked in our group
1: chat yeah, when Ty was kind of dropped. So by, by the way. way the but I bl- mean, he's not like a super <laughs> famous. <laughs> the blue check mark <laughs> is now meaningless. Yes. It sucks. Not because I need to feel like I'm better than somebody else, but because you knew somebody had a level, at least some level of credibility as a legitimate source. And now it's just random, which I hate yeah. But enough about that. So he asked that question. Obviously, it was something that took off. It was a good question. So uh, Earl asked us to, to pick our guys.
2: Who did uh, Tyvis say again? He said Tyves, say Ricky, Ricky Davis. Ricky Davis, which is absurd. That's... Ricky Davis. That's... Tyvis, be tr- That's not even that's, the best answer for that team, Earl. Tyvis is just crazy. That's not even the best uh, answer for right. that team.
1: Uh, gee, well who you got? Who's your guy? <sighs> um, You want somebody else to go first? No. Nah, okay. Listen, for me, it,
3: it was... Kyrie Irving because I felt like one. I felt he like one of my two um if he stayed like he could have ended his career out and like think about all the years that him and LeBron could have legitimately played together and I thought the Warriors was coming to an end I thought they just got frustrated and imploded but when he left it was kind of a thing where I I believe truly that LeBron would have always stayed if Kyrie would have stayed. Because Ky- he didn't even want Dan Gilbert to trade him. If he would have stayed, I think he would have retired as a calf and never went to Cav and went to the, to the Lakers. But I, I think after that, he kind of thought, like, well, it's kind of dry again. Here we go back to the old school right, calf. Right, So right, yeah. I'm going to go with Kyrie.
2: So Great choice. I've heard from a couple people that LeBron was out no matter what after that season, which is why they traded Kyrie to try to get some assets back. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure that necessarily plays, and that's part of the reason why I didn't pick Kyrie. He was my second choice. Manny Ramirez was my first choice. He left after the 2000 season and he was phenomenal in Cleveland, obviously. And then his next eight years in Boston were essentially copy and paste from his first eight years in Cleveland, just as good. Well, no, he was like, I mean, well, he, was even better, but he like, wasn't great every year in his first eight in Cleveland. But, but I'm saying, good. you look at the overall total he numbers. He had just like, reached
1: a peak at it, the end it, of his Cleveland it, it, time. Exactly. Yeah. So, like,
2: it, it was, okay, copy and paste is the right word, yeah. but like, increasingly good, if yeah. not at that level. He, he had, a had Hall reached of the fame peak level his entire time in Boston. And he had reached his. He had reached that level in Cleveland, yeah. and then yes. to see him go on to another team yes. and just stay at that level. And when he left, they were, they were good the year after he left. They immediately still won the, the AL Central, they lost in the ALDS. But then they catered, and they went three straight seasons sub-500 as Manny Ramirez is hitting 140, knocking in 145 runs, batting 315 with 35 home runs. And the Guardians, since he's left, Indians, excuse me, Guardians Indians, they still haven't replaced his bat. Like, we're still, to this day, looking for the, we, the we, next Manny Ramirez in the, the outfield. The, the Indians And got, this is 24 years, 23 they, years ago. They, they, they got – it started with him.
3: Well, actually, let me start. Like, it started without Don't steal with my, my thunder. Don't no, steal my thunder no, because it's my guy. There you go. There Earl, you, go, you go got ahead. somebody or there no? There
2: you go,
0: buddy.
3: There you go. <laughs> I said I, – <laughs> There, I there you go, a buddy. <laughs> a like,
2: Say it again, Earl. I
0: apologize. guys. Uh, One of them was Carlos Boozer. My bad, I was working back here. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, I think, like, in the early, like, when LeBron first was drafted, I was really interested to see how him and Carlos Boozer could mesh and play off each other just for a couple years, but – Course he finessed the calves to let him out his contract and went and signed a huge ass contract with Utah. So, there, there is by the a, way,
1: none of us picked the Browns player. Isn't that interesting? Because who, who would you pick?
2: We talked, me and Earl talked about this. Yo, we Please was upstairs this morning, I, like I, I scratching take
1: our him a head. Good boy, Brown. nobody. I saw somebody said, I saw somebody on Twitter say Josh Gordon, but he doesn't count. Josh Gordon wasn't any good, doesn't count. He just, you know, he screwed it's, up his career I, I, on it. Bernie, Bernie, the Bernie lead rules, was, and he screwed up his Bernie, career. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie could Bernie, be the, the Browns won a Super Bowl, yeah. like that same Right, leader. but he wasn't the starting quarterback. Yeah, but it was it hurt yeah, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, like so who's your answer, Bull? My guy is a little before Manny. It was there what G. Bush was getting what? to. Yeah. It's Albert, Albert Bell. Bell? Yeah. Okay. So those '90s they were so Indians teams were fantastic, but for most of those '90 teams, '90s teams into early 2000, you had a lot like man, Albert left early in that run. '96. He left after the '96 season. He signed as a free agent with the White Sox, I and mean, he. He retired not too. He was still great. So, yeah. the time he retired, he just had that messed up back, whatever it was. If He's, Albert. So, Albert Bell left, and then they traded Kenny Lofton, remember, for David Justice, who was good. Yeah. And then Kenny came back. A little bit They later. had Marquise Grissom for that one year. Grissom, they traded because they got Kenny back. And didn't they get Matt Williams? Eventually, yeah. Matt Williams. But then, eventually, Tony left. Eventually, Ramirez left. Eventually, everybody left. By Ergo, all those guys. But it all started. With Albert Bell. That's a good point. Albert Bell was the first of those big stud hitters to go. And you never know. But in those days, the Indians' payroll was way more competitive compared to the rest of the league than it is now. Had they signed Albert Bell at the end of that season, ninety-six 96th season, maybe some of those other guys don't go. We'll never know. That te- it's still hard to believe that team didn't – and their offense, even though Justice had a good year, their offense went downhill that next year, and I, they could have won a World Series that next year. Yeah, they, they just, came close a bunch of times. Obviously, after that, but I think Albert Bell got the ball rolling in the wrong direction of stud hitters leaving the team, and then they went through it. Then they went through a, a like it just stuck. Like I don't know why the
3: like the ownership don't understand this. Then it went from from the stud hitters to. All right, we got stud pitchers. Well, yeah, and one I, one of the guys I considered was Sabathia. I, Sabathia, I thought about CC
2: too. Yeah. Cliff
1: Lee, yeah. Uh, Victor Martinez did his sign and right. we were just like, well, they traded away Sabathia and Lee in consecutive years,
2: and they had one side. And young. Sabathia,
1: remember they traded Sabathia, and he went to crazy. Milwaukee,
2: right? Yeah. And then he had that. He was phenomenal Milwaukee. with Milwaukee. Then almost Yankees. carried them by himself. Let me ask you a question, Bull. Of those yeah. late '90s, early '2000s Indians teams, yeah, at their peak, yeah. So, not necessarily all when they were together in club, but at their yeah. peak of their careers. Who was the best hitter out of that bunch? Oh, my God. I mean,
1: that is so – let's see. So, you got Tommy, You Manny, got Manny. Bell, you got Bell. You have – Bayerga. Bayerga. You have Sandy Alomar. He's not quite at that level. But he you was – You had Kenny Lofton. And Lofton yeah. stayed hitting three hundred. And I L- mean, I, if I had to choose, I think I'd say Manny. Thank you. So, I'm writing this question. Thank you. But, I mean, you're splitting hairs yeah, between I mean, Manny, yeah. Tommy, and Bell. Now, Lofton, if you're saying, like, just the best hitter, it's probably Lofton. You think but the, so? It, it just Manny pure had, hitter.
2: Manny hit three hundred and fifteen for his career, Lofton though.
1: is the most underrated guy of those teams. How he got – and Lofton yelled at me once on the air. Yes. So what? He got mad at me once. He's a
2: little grumpy sometimes. It was years
1: – it was <laughs> – I met him
2: at opening day last year.
1: Okay, remember when – and I thought these were good moves at the time, and I was wrong. The, go- the one-off season where the Indians signed Michael Bourne and Nick Swisher. yeah, And yeah. we were going crazy because we loved both signings. Now, both those guys turned out to be crap. Yeah. They were both done. Well, Kenny Lofton, on opening day that year, maybe I think it was that year, he was on the show with us. I remember we were doing the show in the, at the Clevelander Bar. And we had Kenny on, and I, I compared Michael Bourne to Kenny. Now... He mistook what I was saying. I wasn't saying Michael Bourne was as good as Kenny. Skill I said he was the same see, kind like of the player. kind of skill He was a set, poor right? man, yeah. a very poor man's Kenny Lofton. Built in the architect. He took it architect. as yeah. if I was saying Art's Michael idea. Bourne was as good as him, which clearly Michael Bourne, you know, who had some nice years, was, was not. Was never Kenny Lofton, he, yeah. he was in that ilk of player. He wasn't a power hitter. He was a speed, average field guy. Now, the, So he got, got mad because he...
2: The, I don't know. He thought you the, were comparing. Now, Michael the
3: Indians did have Marquise Grissom, and Marquise yes. Grissom was a higher level
1: than Bourne was. Like, Marquise Grissom had a Certainly. lot of good years with well, Atlanta. The, the Indians traded, after Bell left, they traded Lofton and I think a relief pitcher, I can't remember who it was, for Grissom and Justice. Yes, yes. And then that Justice 90- that was ninety before the 97 season. Yeah. And then, um, and then the following off season, Kenny Lofton came back as a free agent. I think he signed a four year deal. Yeah. And then they traded Grissom because they had Lofton back to, I think Milwaukee, in '97. And then I can't remember if just was Justice here in '98. Now I can I, I, Was he gone after I'll, one year? I will look it up. Hold I think on. he was gone after one year. I think they traded him to the Yankees maybe. Yeah, you're right. I, I think it
2: was not yeah. only yeah.
1: not only would you talk it might about, have been he might have been a year a year and a half justice
3: you wouldn't even talk about hitting wise yeah think about up the middle this might have been the greatest I've ever seen Lofton and center yeah Re, uh, uh, Roberto Alomar a second base yeah we didn't scale. even talk about
1: Roberto Alomar like like some of the right the, like the Skell is the worst hitter of the bunch yes and he was a you know a solid, a solid hitter. hitter yeah and you know you, I look at I mean then, that That was the greatest lineup I think I've ever seen when it was at its best, especially in that, you know, 95, 96. Um, You had Andy Murray coming off the bench. Yeah. You had uh, (laughs) Dave Dave
3: Winfield was on that team. Oh, yeah. Um, Dave Winfield. I mean, didn't you sprinkle in, they still had guys like, Richie Sexton who hit a bunch of
1: home runs or yeah. Brian Giles or Paul
3: Sorrento. Paul Sorrento. Hit, good players, good players, 20 plus
2: home runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole lineup it, was like, we look at the garden. They right. had
1: every player except for Viscal and Lofton would hit 20 home but runs. I'm saying, now they got nobody. I was, I, that, that was That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, they, but I, if I had to choose in the end, I would say at their best, Manny, Manny. a little ahead of Tommy and, and Albert, but Kevin Lofton getting completely dismissed for the Hall of Fame so quickly is a mistake. And I don't think it's crazy to think that one day Kenny Lofton gets in the Hall of Fame. I, Tim Raines got in the Hall of Fame. I, me, I was
3: just about to it, say that. Yeah, Tim like Raines the, is
2: the same player. They're similar players. Yeah.
3: And,
1: I mean, when you look at
3: Lofton stealing yeah. those
1: bases mixed
3: with the gold gloves, um, I, I don't understand how you can not
1: – and he and hit he, 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 over 300. And, and by the way, we don't talk about this with baseball as much because, like, with basketball and football, it's all about the championships, right? The Super Bowls. But Kenny Lofton, if you look at his career, wherever he went, the team's won. Everywhere. Was it coincidence, or did Kenny Lofton have something to do with it? I, he went to the Cubs one year, they won. He went to the
2: Pirates one year, they were good. Like, everywhere he went, the team was good. What do you think, real quick, and I know we got to move on in a second. Yeah. What do you think Kenny Lofton's 17-year career, how many home runs do you think he finished with?
3: Kenny hit. 15, Twelve, fifteen home runs one year. Forty-two.
2: I want to say about two fifty-five. One hundred thirty. Oh, well, that's it. Really, how many? It how how many RBIs? Seventeen seasons. Oh, uh, he didn't get a ton of RBIs because he was leading off. I, I, I'm just, I'm just asking for.
1: Uh, Seventeen seasons. I'll say he had 1150 fifty.
2: Eleven
3: hundred. I want to say about eight sixty.
2: Seven eighty-one. Wow. Career batting average. 291 very close 289 299 on the dot 299 wow. and how many yeah. stolen bases in his career more than everybody but Five. 590 stolen bases 622 okay so
3: how many gold gloves did he have
2: gold gloves one two three gold gloves
3: yeah i mean he i mean three had- gold
2: gloves he finished second in rookie of the year voting he was a top fifteen MVP finisher three times and a one, two, three, four, five, six time All Star. And uh, you look at some of his stats. Advanced his advanced stats, stats were good. yeah really really good. And he was one of the only only baseball players
3: to ever have a signature Nike shoe deal. Yes, mm. like his swag was off the charts. Yeah, like Swags him, Griffy. You don't get the,
2: that's why Griffy
3: is the swaggiest baseball
2: player ever. It's not even close. Not even close. Gee, Gri- don't even dare say no, this no, song. no, no,
3: no. Griffy was like. King Griffey Jr. was so big, like he single-handedly had black people playing baseball.
1: I would, I would argue, single Griffey, Griffey is the only non-basketball player that is on the all-time swag list. Uh, like he's like there there's no with, football. Are there a football player on the all-time? Dion, Dion, Dion. yeah, Dion, Dion. yeah, Dion. Dion, yeah Dion. Right, Dion's yeah. there.
3: Yeah, yeah. but Griffey, I mean, but Griffey,
2: Dion, and then it's, bas- then it's and he, basketball. Even players.
1: the
3: way he wore, it, he, Griffey was the first dude to not have tight baseball pants. That came down over right, his right, right. He had signature Nike cleats. Like Griffey wore his hat backward, bro. The way he swung the bat was just so pretty. I was like gonna say you just it was
2: it looked like every time he was gonna hit a home run. His yeah. swing is on the Mount Rushmore of just
1: prettiest oh, things the, in sports. He is pretty. He did like well lefties just in general, but his was swing
2: good. in particular, his it was, was great. Darryl
1: Strawberry had a great yeah, swing. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Very, in terms of righties, I think my favorite swing of all time is is uh, Frank Thomas. He had a great right be- because I love, Gary I, Sheffield. I love I Sheffield was good too. I love yeah. I like oh. Dante Bichette. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah yeah. Craig Council?
3: Or, or Mickey Tettleton like I
1: love the way he used to hold the bat like this, bro. I'm like, how do you get the bat through this? Like... Well, remember, do you remember Brett Butler? He used to hold the bat like the middle of the bat. Oh, yeah. He would be Thitty? bunting. He did chop hits. He was,
2: you know, back in those days, guys actually bunted for hits. Now you don't really see that that much, but we should do the Mount Rushmore of just prettiest sports things in the world. Yeah, in the history of sports, like
1: Griffey, I mean, everybody loved Ken Griffey Junior. And what's and then he got traded to Cincinnati, and his he was great his first year, and then he just couldn't stay I, off it, the injured It, it was crazy. Player. Like he, like for me, he was like, I'm like, man,
3: this dude, like he he was it. Like
2: if he stayed healthy, is he in the conversation for greatest baseball players of all time? Hundred percent. Yeah, like yeah. he, like he's already in that.
3: Before, He's one of
1: the greatest baseball players ever, even with the injuries. That's
3: why That's why it's so tough when, like, it's so hard when you talk about Bonds. Like, cause yeah. you got to think about it. Bonds had already won, like, four MVPs before, all, before the steroids. Prior to yeah. yeah. even getting big, like, B- Barry Bonds was like – I used to feel like him and the Pittsburgh Pirates used to just play the
1: Braves every day. Right. <laughs> I, like, they anyway, had well, – His they had, numbers were sick. You know, they had – Well, when he was there, I mean, they had Bonilla. That, their outfield was – Barry Bonds, Bobby Bonilla, and Andy Van Slyke, which was a great outfield. And then they had Terry Pendleton. Then he played third base. He played some third base for them.
3: I liked, listen, I liked it. I I loved, I'm going to lie. My dad used to, back in the day, the the Indians were trash. He used to, his hot stove teams, he used to take us all the time to to three rivers of Power. And even
1: before that, the 70s Pirates into the early 80s with Dave Parker and Willie Stargell. But anyway, we're, we're getting off track here. But.
2: I know people are dying to hear our 70s Pirates commentary <laughs> 40 years later. Oh,
0: what's up? Anyway, those are our Actually, guys. Actually, man, general. the chat is really having fun with this. The chat been in a good mood, being goofy yeah. like, amongst each other all day. Um, I thought Carlos Boozer was a good one. CC Sabathia was a good one. Manny Ramirez, my heart still hurts that I'm sorry. Manny I'm sorry. did not retire with the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians, but whatever the case may be. Um, I feel like we missing something. I was are, trying so hard to find saying, somebody with the Browns, giving some examples in the in the chat. Uh, let me go through and check. I was thinking hard on somebody with the Cleveland Browns, and I couldn't. Most of them are with the Indians. <laughs> yeah. Go figure, right? Yeah. Well,
1: in football, like the Browns in the last twenty five years haven't had that many great players. No. Nah. You, you know, and Joe Tom. I mean, Phil Dawson. But it's not like they would have won anything with Phil Dawson. And no. Joe, like, Joe
2: didn't. Thomas didn't leave. He retired. So he doesn't care. It has to be someone who decided to leave. I, I don't think this affected winning. But I gave you
1: probably the best Browns player of the last 20 years. Joe Hayden. And he had a night, he had a productive career. At Pittsburgh. He was still good. And he went to the Steelers. And that and he was, was crazy. Was the, like, you weren't here, obviously, Mike. Joe Hayden was, was the, the guy. Yeah. He was Nick Chubb before Nick Chubb in Cleveland. But even bigger in a way because he was out at the Cavs games. He, showed up at he was out at the Indians games. He was Mr. Cleveland. So he what happened when job. he signed? Phil me What happened when he signed at Pittsburgh? The, well, the Browns cut him. That wasn't Sassy
0: Browns, like first big, oh, big oh, move. Yeah.
1: The Browns cut him. And I'm going to admit, at the time, I was like, well, I think Joe Hayden is kind of on the way out. Kinda but watched. I was wrong.
3: I, I I forgot. I'm disrespectful. Yeah. I should yeah. have known this. Paul Warfield was the guy. The Browns when they Browns traded Paul Warfield and he went to the Dolphins and and like, see I don't feel like trade so I don't feel like trades
2: count though. G. I feel like this had to be someone who left like willingly left the team as opposed uh,
3: to what he did. That is like and then they, I think they traded him for Mike Fit. Well, Director he Steve count, gotta, gotta read, he got uh, traded.
0: Director Steve has a submission. Director Steve, go ahead. Steve can name. He said
3: him.
1: Paul Brown. Yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah, big. that was it. Hey, good job. You know why you. that? You know yeah. why Paul? You yeah. know why Paul Brown is a good one? Think about my life's tra- trajectory working in Cleveland, because if if Art Modell hadn't done the dumbest thing ever, and fire well, two of the dumbest things ever, take the Browns out of Cleveland, and fire Paul Brown. Had he not fired Paul Brown, and had Paul Brown been a Brown his entire career, then I would have grown up a Cleveland Browns fan. Damn. The only reason I'm a Bengals fan is because Paul Brown went to the Bengals. My dad was a Browns fan when he was a kid because he loved Paul Brown and he loved Jim Brown, but he he was so obsessed with Paul Brown that when he started the Bengals, that he shunned the Browns and went to the Bengals when, they, when he started the Bengals. Paul Brown has, my
3: dad said Paul Brown, <laughs> Brown was so popular, he thought that that's why they called him the Browns. Like right, like, like he like. I he, think there's a lot of people that think that. Like yeah, he like so. There's Paul Brown Tiger Stadium in Maslin, Ohio. Is yeah, named after him. There's Paul Brown Tiger Stadium in Cincinnati, and people think that Paul Brown is the reason the Browns are the Browns. Yeah, like yeah. that's kind of crazy. It,
1: it is amazing. He was a just a, an all time legend and uh, yeah. the
3: inventor of the Ford
1: pass. Yeah, and the only thing I'll say, obviously everybody hates Art Modell, and he deserves that hate for Paul Brown and for most. Leaving <laughs> taking the team, he does deserve some love. I can't believe I'm saying this because he was putting black players on the Browns before most teams were and not just one guy and made Ozzie Newsome the greatest GM, yeah. arguably ever. So he deserves credit in that, in separate that, separate the, the artist in this yeah. case, yeah, just like we separate other guys and say, Hey, this is a lot of we good guys did some bad things. And, He was a bad guy who did do some good things. And by the way, after watching a lot
3: of documentaries and going through it, the city of Cleveland screwed him a little bit. The city of Cleveland did screw Art Modell a little bit when it came to like, oh yeah, like you giving stadiums out and then all of a sudden it's like, oh we. and Art Modell put a lot of his own money into the city. Art Modell wasn't that wealthy, but Art Modell... Would give money. He's giving money for this, yeah. putting his own money down, when and I can see why he was
1: upset. But was he was he also long? a terrible businessman. Which yes, he, but if he had not taken the team out of Cleveland, he would have been thought of as, as great. Yeah. Even with the Paul Brown thing, had he just sold the team at that point to somebody else in Cleveland, people wouldn't think of him in a bad no. way. But he did it to himself. So he ultimately, got, he got rid of he got rid of Paul
3: Brown. Yeah. he got rid of Bernie. Yeah, he got rid of Belichick. Chet- and the Browns. And the,
0: yeah. Browns and the Browns. That's right. Hey, y'all ever think how historically we always talk about historically the uh, Browns wide receivers being so bad? Yeah. Browns wide receivers was so bad that he went to a bank to borrow money for Andre Rison.
3: Mm. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's crazy. Yeah. And we already talked about it. All the Browns yeah. best receivers is got black and white pictures.
1: You missed Yeah. That's not though, a good. Yeah. That's not. That's a good, good. not a good thing. Good. No. Yeah. No. All
0: right. All, what's next? All right, moving on. But before we do, though, Forget to get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right yes. now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 me, uh, with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit fanduel.com slash UCSS and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. The Cavs uh, kick off the second half or tip off the second Thank half you. of Thank you. the NBA season uh, tomorrow at home against the Orlando
1: Magic. Go yeah. ahead, Bull. Before we get to that, first of all, Mike, you, you insulted me when I took a pretend
2: shot. It was hideous. Oh, it was hideous. I'm sitting in the chair. I, I'm not a shooter. Are Are you, you know, left-handed? I'm just having a little fun. Well, you, you flicked, flicked, you flicked like both right. hands. You that, no one's ever shot like this. What are you doing, Bullet? This, this, this is this your jump shot. I, no, I didn't do that. You just did it. And I went like
3: this. I, notoriously in, in middle but school. But I can't shoot. <laughs> I admit that. I used to shoot with two hands. And my dad, yeah. was, he's like, yo. I was like, but it's going in, though. No. He's
2: so that, like, that, 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 that's the wrong way to teach your kid. He was like, bro, if you don't
3: stop shooting with two hands, you're going to get cut. Yes. <laughs> and I got cut in 7th grade. He said, like, "I told you."
1: <laughs> like, you can't shoot with two hands, bro. It gets like, blocked. It's too it, easy. But block, like, it's like in front of let me tell you something. If I was still 25, I would foul your ass and you wouldn't <laughs> get off a shot. And let me tell you something. In the Brooklyn schoolyard, yes. No blood, no foul.
2: Yeah, I, I don't call fouls. That's it. Do you do you only ever, the wussies call do fouls? you
3: uh, do you ever take into consideration this that I believe the general population has has fallen off and, and digressed so much that people don't know how to play a regular, like it's kind of complicated to play pickup basketball. Like it's a lot of unwritten rules. Like you can't pull yeah. up yeah, every that's, time. That's or, or how do you know how do you know that there's one guy that you're playing with that automatically brings the ball up and you don't? Like it's an unwritten rule. Like he gets. Do you struck. bring the
2: ball up when you play all the time? Depends on what group you are playing with. Right.
3: right. Like there is, they, you're playing, but no one runs pick and roll, which is all, all advanced
2: people do, right? Like on my Thursday night group, there's a lot of pick and roll. See? On Monday night, it's all one on one.
3: Right.
1: Look. Like it's it's it boring. Pick up
3: basketball yeah, I, I prefer,
1: is actually uh, like it's kind,
2: like an art. it's kind of dance. It's a dance. It's kind of a when dance you played
1: now. as a when you played as a kid. Like when I went to the park and played basketball. We would mostly play three-on-three, three, not full court. Well,
2: I like four-on-four. Like four. But half court? Or no, full? no. Uh, well, it's, a, sma- I it's, a, it's a smaller court, though. Even when I was
1: in better shape, I always preferred half playing three-on-three three half court. I always thought that was more fun.
3: There's
2: more space. You could, there's well, more space to operate. when
3: When I grew up, we used to play 21 or 33. Like, you don't know, like... You don't know the game, 21 or 33?
2: Like 21, you but, shoot, you make it, you shoot free throws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never heard 33. And then it was but,
3: random stuff, like if you missed on you go, 19, you, go you got to go back. Yeah, yeah. And it's out 11, oh, you ain't got 11 points. So it's basically yeah. that.
2: And there's but, tip and taps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: But, like, tip, go back to zero. But here's the thing. Once you get older, all that turned into, like, just king of the hill. There's like,
2: nothing worse than when you go play pickup. And there's one guy who thinks he's way better than he is. Oh. Who tries to go one-on-one the whole time. You oh. have and that guy in any of these pickup games you play? No. No, they, they no, don't it, get invited. It's, it's, usually, yeah, it's usually like you go to LA Fitness. It's and he's cool. the guy LA waiting. Fitness. <laughs> the, it's close. You, exactly you know, know exactly yeah. who I'm like, talking hey, Bull, about. Yeah. I got a question.
0: Yeah. Not to cut y'all off, but I, everybody know the world-famous Rucker Park. What is the most famous pickup court in Brooklyn? I mean, I don't know anymore because I haven't lived like in Brooklyn in your, forever. In your time. When
1: I was a kid... It was Marine park. I think that's where I would play. And Marine park is, uh, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else famous about it. There was like a, a shop. It was like the first shopping mall in Brooklyn was in Marine park, but we would go there and there'd be like three courts. There'd be the court where most of the black guys played, which was the good court. <laughs>
2: there's levels. Yeah, there's and, there's levels. Levels.
1: and they would, they would run full court there. And then it was overseas. Then there yeah. <laughs> we Then that. the second court was guys who were like okay players right. and they'd run full court. And then I say three courts, but there was really more than that. The rest of the courts were all for the slappies like me just, to play half court 3 on 3 games. Yeah, yeah randomly just playing horse yeah. and But there was a time. <laughs> there was a time. So I had this short stretch of time from like 22 to 24 where I had lostish crap load of weight i weighed like 190 pounds a boy and i was in like pretty good shape like i could run i was because i was you know an adequate athlete athlete as a kid a decent athlete as a kid um and so when i was at 23 i had gained weight after high school and then i lost all the weight i was in really good shape and i played on the good court every once in a while but I never shot the ball because I couldn't you shoot. Really but but like I was screens, a good – I could play defense, defense, I would hustle, but and I, I could take, rebound, and I could pass. You take but that you out had any pickup team. Yeah. But you <laughs> take that out. team. I was the first guy in, last guy out. <laughs> <laughs> You're He's right. crafty.
2: Yes. Crafty.
1: They're McNuggets – But there was always on that court, there was this one white dude that played who had dreadlocks. He was a white guy with, with dreadlocks that were like, like, I, I probably said this before, but in my imagination, my memory down is that... Down to his ankles. They were down to his ankles. I don't know if they actually were, but it was like the weirdest... <laughs> he was the weirdest looking dude I'd ever seen. He would tie them all up, but they were like huge. The dreadlocks were like this thick. It was crazy. It, I, I think what happened is like,
3: like, after, you know, I played basketball in high school, so what happened is like, basketball players are elitist. Like, so, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they would not invite you if you, they didn't feel like you was worthy. So they That's would fair. have these, oh, these open runs where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you can only be, if you didn't play in high school or you didn't play AAU or you wasn't a college dude or you wasn't a dude that was playing semi-pro or overseas, like you wouldn't even know where they was playing at. They would right. be like, Saturdays is at the Y, Fridays is at, over at the center. Like you, it, it would be like these closed practices because when well, you're playing against civilians, people will be running up underneath you. They be it's un- dangerous. It's kind of dangerous. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I
2: jump like three inches off the ground. I'm not worried yeah. about getting undercut, but like, if yeah. you could jump and you're playing Damn, with somebody, I don't think there
1: understand. was AAU when I was a kid. It, I don't know. I played AAU growing up, but I. It was around but, before you know, me, but there's yeah, a big difference. High, like, bas- high school basketball, when I was a kid, you know, in the 80s. In New York in City Brooklyn, was In New unreal. York, in general was huge. Yeah. I mean, you had we had all my yeah. rival. One of my my rival high school, Lincoln High School, was a very like. A Lance lot
2: Stevenson, of, Sebastian Telfair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the Kenny there? No, I don't uh, think Kenny Anderson went there. But uh, Lincoln, Marbury maybe. Marbury did. Yes, that, that uh, is to
3: to me. It goes like New York is is the mecca of basketball. There's no yeah. there's no like it, like there's other places like Chicago. Like, Chicago got some really good programs, like D.C., like Berry Farms and Baltimore, they got good ball. But, like, New York, like, by far, like, I'm just – I feel like, yeah, I played
1: in high school, but I'd be like, damn, Bull got to play. Yeah, but I didn't play. I played baseball in high school, but not I'm like, but you got to play pickup in New York. Well, yeah, I played pickup in New York. And I got to see Chris Mullen – Come down to Marine Park once and play, which was the coolest. Yeah. Everybody just stopped and watched him play with the, on the good court. It was <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> when <laughs> better player, Chris Mullen or Dedlif Shrimp? Oh, stop. It's Mullen, right? Chris Mullen. Oh Mullen's yeah. Chris close,
3: Mullen's Hall yeah. of
2: Famer. I'm just checking was the temperature Chris Chris Mullen was on the dream team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like
3: Chris Mullen had a fade. Uh like Chris Mullen fade.
1: is one of the most underrated players, I think, of all time. Yeah. He I mean, he was on the dream team. Like you had to be the best of the best. To be on that team, everybody on the dream team was a Hall of Famer except for uh, Christian Leitner. Christian Leitner, right? We always wonder why
3: Shaq wasn't on that team. That sucks.
1: They picked, yeah, they took Leitner instead of of Shaq. But Laettner was well. We know why Isaiah wasn't. We know Isaiah, but Jordan didn't want him there.
0: Uh, Earl, you said we'll do all right. So we're going to do a quick, quick change. Yeah, we're going to do who will be the Cavaliers' X factor for the second half of the season, in overtime, and then we'll probably make that public eventually. I want to read the one super chat and then what was going to be overtime. Talk about it the last 10 minutes of okay. the show.
2: Oh, oh, real quick. Can I do the buyout thing real quick? Can you do what? The buy, Cavs buyout guys real, real quick. Sure, go one ahead. One point yeah, on this. Yeah, go ahead. So, Chris Fido reported that the Cavs are not willing to give a guaranteed rotation spot to any of these potential buyout guys on the market. Which so smart. Yeah, because they like is their... Is there de- anybody out there worth it? Well, that, that's that's what I'm getting to. I don't yeah. think anyone out there would come in and an immediate upgrade over who they have. Yeah. So, when it... Well, they didn't make it with a deadline. I was like, oh, they're going to sign someone in the, the buyout mm, market. It, that it. makes sense. Gallinari was the one guy I thought would have made sense because of his size, Ew. his shooting ability, his veteran presence. He's always hurt. Yeah. But he's a guy, at least a 6'8 shooter, that you might be feel comfortable playing in a postseason rotation. The other guys out there, the two Is best Gallinari option, signed? He signed with Milwaukee. Oh, okay. It came down to Cleveland and Milwaukee. Oh, they really? They had a, a bigger guaranteed role for him, went to yeah, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee. They needed wing help. The two guys left are Joe Harris. Who couldn't even play on Detroit this season, so I don't know how much he has left. What happened to that guy? Seth Curry, who just got traded to Charlotte, could get bought out. Some other names. Some other guys. I don't think any of them move the needle. I think at the end of the day, it's probably the right (sighs) move for the Cavs to trust who they have. I would take a flyer on any of these guys just as an added depth bonus in case someone gets hurt. But if they're choosing between a guaranteed rotation spot on another team or a chance to compete for a rotation spot in the Cavs, I would assume they'd go. I would sign. Why not sign Seth Curry? I mean, I would take him. It can't hurt. I mean, but I just, I, I want. to say, I don't expect them to make any buyout moves, and I don't actually blame Kobe Altman, J.B. or the Cavs in no, of office. For, Steph for Curry not would be a him. good guy to have if somebody gets hurt. It, it's it's injury yeah. insurance. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, I mean, you, See the best of that group. I think so. They already have. They, but they have two. Sucks. They have two tiny guards. He's he's a duplicate of kind of. He can't play him defensively with Darius Garland on the same. And, but I'm and, saying and you have
3: and, the upgraded version in Samuell. Yeah. So, but I,
2: I still would take him because there's going to be times, whether it's right. foul trouble, God forbid someone gets hurt, knock on wood, where Seth Curry could handle the ball. He could be your de facto point right. guard for a few minutes. Joe Harris has been a competent three point shooter, a really good, a really good three point shooter throughout his career. Has kind of fallen off the hill. But at the end of the day, the Cavs, and they say they like their 11-12 guys. Yeah. I don't see anyone on that list. And maybe I'm just completely missing somebody yeah. who's an immediate upgrade and would knock out a Dean Wade and Isaac Okoro. But couldn't Seth Curry,
1: even in the regular season, just take up some minutes? I'm all run for Running the yeah. point here and there. I, and, and, that, and that's why. There's I, no downside yeah. to signing him, really. Yeah. So, I, I'm know. all for it. If they yeah. want to
2: go and do it, like. I don't think there's any downside to it. I would
1: like yeah, I like
2: Gallinari. Miami, I thought made yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Milwaukee, but All right, I Cavs, just don't expect them to make a, a big splash in the Bible. Cavs
1: X Factor, remember they get back in action, what's today? Wednesday tomorrow, tomorrow yep. against Orlando. Yeah. All right, so, so real we'll do quick do that in overtime, but go ahead, Earl.
0: Yeah, real quick, uh shout out to everybody who always send us super chats. Damian uh Frederick said that imagine if the Browns stayed in Cleveland, L O L. Uh so shout out to Dane for that. So this was going to be overtime. We can do this for the last four or five minutes of the show. Anytime that you're in this whole seat, Bull, I got to set you up nice. Like one got to go. Movie edition. Mm. Remember the Titans, Space Jam, the original, or Coach Carter. See, that's
1: an easy one for me. I'm not a Space Jam guy, me and either. I love the other two movies. So that's an easy, Space yeah. Jam is out for me.
3: That uh, I don't like Space Jam like Mike, none of that. Well I, so you probably like Space Jam. I did
2: really like Space Jam. I yeah. also love all three movies for the record. Like this yeah. is this is hard because I do think all three movies are phenomenal productions. Coach Carter Earl and Ant said upstairs, like that that was cut immediately for them. I loved Coach Carter. Coach, like that was awesome, all-time classic. Remember the tight? Ty- Freaking Samuel L. Jackson. I, I know. Wait, what?
0: And Earl say upstairs? You guys would cut Coach Carter. <laughs> I didn't say nothing.
2: Now, wait a second. I got
0: killed for putting that in my top five. You out of pocket. Back- did, Aunt, did you guys no. not say that? Am I right? No, you out of pocket. I said I thought they were going to cut it. I would never cut that.
2: What? that's not what y'all there, said upstairs there, there was some
3: there are some parts that's not what part. you guys
2: said upstairs
3: it's some parts that's kind of cringy like like if you like that you probably like save the last dance i can't
0: what's I, wrong with save the last dance oh no it, it's cringy a little you got bit. a problem with save the last yes dance? I, yes i do save the
3: last dance the michael jordan thing no no save that's the,
0: that's just the
2: i'm last talking dance. about
3: save the last dance i don't with, know what with, save the with, last with, dance with, is. With, with, with oh boy booby miles dancing around with what's her name with a claire danes what is it like I thought Love and Basketball
1: sucked. I don't think I know that movie. Boy, What's Basketball your deepest fear? What is your two? deepest fear, boy? What's my deepest fear? What's that I theory? am inadequate. <laughs> uh, Cruz. Ba- By the way, both of those movies, Coach Carter and Remember the Titans, are based on, on true stories. Space Jam's not real? No. I- I'll tell you what. <laughs> really, Mike? <laughs> you know what the third movie I would put in there to make it tougher for me with Coach Carter and remember the Titans is Glory, uh, Glory Road. Anybody seen Glory Road? That's the one with the uh, – Please don't tell me you guys have not seen no, Glory that's, Road. That, that's the
2: old UTEP basketball team, right? Yes. Yeah. I thought. You've
1: never seen Glory Road? Isn't Glory with
3: Denzel Washington about the Civil War? That's Glory. That's Glory, that, right? That's Glory, right? Like, Wait a second. Earl, you have
1: not seen Glory Road either? I have not seen Glory is, Road. shame on you. That movie is a also a true story. So it would have been three basketball movie, or three sports movies on true Drive That was Texas Western. It's based right? on yes. the Texas Western, which I was the that. first all black starting lineup in I college basketball. I saw that. Bad job out of you for not seeing it. And, and Wasn't now, that a great movie? Yes. And now I think they're UTEP now. It is UTEP. Yes. Now. Yes. yes. You, Earl, you got to watch that. Movie. I'm probably I'm gonna check that out later on today. So that at, now in the end, I'd probably cut that because I think it's the worst of the three. But uh, that's a great movie. You know, it's another one in that ilk too. Is We Are Marshall? Has everybody seen We Are Marshall? I actually haven't seen We Are Marshall. Oh Ooh. my
2: god, you got to see that.
1: My big, my, also based on. Did you superhero. like Hoosiers?
2: What's your think on Hoosiers? Hoosiers is great. It's a little dated at this point, but it's still a great movie. It was really when I watched it the first time. Yeah. Because everyone had hyped it up to yeah. levels that it would have been impossible to reach, I thought it was so cheesy. Um,
1: I thought it was so cheesy. Now, what are you taking between Coach Carter and? and remember the titans if you had to choose oh, I'm I'm remember, to remember the titans, titans. Yeah. me too it has to be me too that
2: to me that was a clear cut one well
1: denzel's my all time favorite actor although i love samuel l jackson too and he's great in that role my worst fear is paralysis my worst you fe- met, did you say booby miles before yeah he did
3: yeah he was definitely
0: you... said booby miles
3: from
1: the the movie way better than the tv show and the tv show was cheesy the tv the show had a great, great first season and yeah, then the second was, season went way out was, of bounds the thing about the tv show is a typical network show it's like oh one week the Booby miles character is hooked on cocaine yeah. the next week he's totally fine yeah and i, don't, know, like, <laughs> I and i don't like i don't like they the killed kids. a guy in that show for no reason and every you know what i know people this is most guys are going to disagree with me here but but hopefully i can talk at least one of you into this the thing that pisses me off about the friday night tv show is that every girl in the school was a 10. Yeah, like, that's like true. yeah, yeah. What is that nonsense? I didn't like, like Not every girl is hot in the school. That's I, impossible. I didn't like
3: this either. I don't like that. I don't like when when, when people my age get adopted by people bull's age. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no white man going just adopt no 42. Like, you're only a couple years older than me. Like, right. I'm in the house walking around in my drawers. <laughs> your wife walking around. You got your daughters in here. Ain't no white dude about to bring you in and you in the refrigerator talking about what y'all got to do. Talking about
1: blindside? Yeah.
3: Like, <laughs> yeah. That's,
2: that's a whole, di- whole, that's di- a whole He's <laughs> listen. Come on now. these six, <laughs> big, big, three uh, hundred. Yeah. I didn't know until I watched it. Cause I watched Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Like, I read the book by Texas, the way. But I didn't know Michael B. Jordan. That was like his
0: first yeah. like big break. I had no idea. Well, TV show. Yeah. Well, that's what Friday I'm Night about. Lights or any given Sunday.
1: Friday Night Lights or any given Sunday movie? Yeah. Oh, Friday Night Lights any day, for me. I think any given Sunday is the most overrated sports movie ever. No.
0: They about to it, it, kill you it, in the chat, boy. It, it, no. What's that. People to be pissed. The chat is about to destroy you for <laughs> the that. Pro,
1: the program is better than. than Love the program. program. Love the
3: program.
0: But you were program.
2: About that. I didn't see that.
0: Although
1: oh, it's, if it, you watch it now, it's not it's, as good. It's, it's it is kinda, a little dated. But at the time, but at the time, program. I'd it was it, awesome. Listen, and and then of course, uh, And given Sunday, the uniforms were all cheesy. It was like watching the USFL. I mean, and, and his higher learning. Pacino was great. Does, oh, that was a great. This movie. higher
3: learning counter is a um a sports movie? Uh, 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 the sports No, nah, I don't think so. Do
2: you no, know what? Terrible sports movie is objectively terrible, but I always loved. Remember Gridiron Gang? With that is not terrible. That's, That's a I I, that movie. I love that. That makes you cry movie. every time, man. That wasn't terrible. It had terrible movie. reviews though. Like, like well, I those think people are idiots. I agree. I love that movie.
1: The last season of uh, true detective Night Country got bad reviews. I thought it was awesome. We'll see you on overtime. I love Gridiron
0: Gang. <laughs>